Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Coaches are really saying during their press conferences? Well, Ben Criddle is here to break it all down in a reading between the lines segment. Ben breaks down the latest sound from BYU coaches and players right now on Cougar Sports. Welcome back, Cougar Sports, ESPN 960. This is Cougar Country. I'm Ben Quiddle, broadcasting live from our Wasatch Medical Clinic, wasatchmedicalclinic.com studios. Stop living with ED, live without it today at Wasatch Medical Clinic, wasatchmedicalclinic.com. It is time to read between the lines and uh, break down some Jared Hall sound from uh, after the you know post-game USF, breaking it all down. It's going to be Bronte by Larry H. Miller, Chevrolet, Jeep, Dodge, and Ram in Provo. That's right. One of our title sponsors once again this year. So we're very happy to have them on board. If you're looking for a great deal on the Chevy, Jeep, Dodge, or Ram, talk to my guy Curtis Grieve. He's going to take care of you. He's a big BYU fan. Uh, not only is he a, a sponsor of our show, but they're also a corporate sponsor for BYU Athletics. And so if you're looking for the best deals on any one of those styles or types and brands of vehicles, then hit hit up uh, Curtis Grieve there at Larry H. Miller Chevy Jeep Dodge and Ram in Provo. They will take care of you. All right, so let's read between the lines in this segment. Jared Hall, postgame. How do you feel the team played against USF? Pretty um, tough, physical, energetic. I was really proud of the way we start. <clears throat> I think uh, that was one thing we wanted to improve on from last year was just having a quick start. And uh, I mean, you have a guy like Puka, you give the ball to, and, and that's what he does. So, you know, he, uh, he really set the tone for us, the offensive line, the tight ends up front. And so I'm really proud of the way they played. I feel like we kept that edge the rest of the game and, um, you know, kept the lows to, uh, to a minimum. How do you start fast now without Puka Nakua is the question. Who do you go to? So Aaron Roderick told the ESPN staff uh, that was on the call that behind Puka Nakua, the second best playmaker for this BYU offense is Dallin Holker. Hi, Jared. Within reason, right? I mean, if you want to, if you want to put Jared out there to run the football and expose him a little bit, but I, you could be right in that regard. Outside Puka, it goes Dallin Holker next as a playmaker. Is Dallin a big play threat? Yeah, I think so. Is he a run away from all defenders threat? Ooh, probably not, but he's pretty good. Uh, he wasn't necessarily targeted on a ton of vertical routes. He had his fair share of targets, just like everybody else did, it seemed. Everyone was getting looks. He had three receptions, 39 yards, 13 yards per reception, along a 19. But he's your second 
biggest, best playmaker offensively. Then again, can you make an argument for Christopher Brooks? He had a 52-yard gain. That's a chunk yardage play. Jackson McChesney, is he a big play threat? 28 yards. Uh, You know what I mean? Like, if you're going to hit that hole, go fast, go hard, as Robert and I would say, who's your next playmaker to be dynamic in the open field and to make defenders miss and take it to the house? That's the question right now. You gotta start fast. How do you start fast? It's nice to get a chunk yardage play, plus twenty. Yeah, that's help. Plus twenty-five. Who is it? Who will step up outside of Puka? If Gunner and Puka ain't there, who are your dynamic playmakers that you can rely on? How do you feel about the way you guys handled the long lightning delay, Jared? Yeah, uh, I mean, we didn't we didn't stress too much. We didn't, you know, we didn't um, press ourselves to need a stay you know fired up and ready to go but we understood the situation the the staff um the medical staff was good about keeping us updated and letting us know that we'd have some time so i mean we all just kind of lay lay back relax a little bit watch some college footballs going on just kind of stay tied into the game and um you know we just we just want to make sure we stayed loose and relaxed and then when we got the 20 minute heads up we just locked right back in um did our thing and and went out and played uh look once again they had a game plan the preparation was on point. They have a a pre-practice warm-up that they keep consistent. And then they have a pre-game warm-up that's, that's exactly the same. It's about habits. It's about repetition. Uh, getting in the right frame of mind, but also getting your body in a state of neuromuscular, uh, what's the word I'm looking for, peak performance. That's what they do. They're activating the neurological system, the musculoskeletal system, and it is peaking and ready to go by the time kickoff is coming around. So hopefully it continues. Uh, one injury, and it, you know, I guess two injuries. Gabe Summers also had it looked like a like a knee or an ankle, lower extremity. He kind of hobbled off the field. We'll see what the status did. did I don't know if they asked about Gabe today. Everyone's just asking about Puka and Gunner. No one cares about defensive players. Like, of course uh, not. Yeah, how's, how's, no, no one cares about Gabe, man. It's hurtful. Anyway. Mm, mm, if you do offense, we don't. Yeah. Was there any concern about coming out and being rusty on offense? No, no. I mean, we talked about the weather beforehand, uh, the potential of a, of a lightning delay. We had them, you know, 2019 against Utah didn't respond well. UAB didn't respond well. And so we knew what we had to do. And, and again, just speaking to the maturity of our guys, we just kind of put it past us, just let it be what it was, and we just went out took care of business. They took care of business, all right. It seems like, what, so first, first possession, one play, 75 yards, touchdown. Next possession, 10 plays, 65 yards in four minutes, capping it off with Yet another Puka Nakua fly sweep for a touchdown. Third possession, <laughs> six plays, 82 yards, two minutes, 43 seconds. Capping it off with a Jared Hall pass completion to Keanu Hill, 21 yards, and it was uh, it was beautiful. It was uh, you know USF was in the rearview mirror the entire game after that. Next possession, fourth possession, eight plays, 32 yards. Took up three minutes of clock. And um, and that's okay. You know, kind of flip the field with Ryan Rico. Following possession, though, eight plays, 65 yards, 
So, I mean, touchdown, 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 punt, touchdown. But it wasn't a three and out, which is of note. It was eight plays. Okay, none of that three and out stuff. Next possession, field goal. Then you're at the half. (laughs) And, by the way, there was a defensive touchdown in that, uh, you know, in, in that same uh, you know, in that in that same set of uh, you know, second, I think it was second quarter where that, or no, was, was that first quarter? That was first quarter defense stuff. Yeah, because that made it twenty-one. Yeah, crazy man, crazy stuff. All right, so, or actually, no, it was uh, it was the second quarter. I think no, no, you're right. It was first quarter, first quarter. All right, so, moving on. More Jared Hall sale. You completed passes to twelve different wide receivers. What do you attribute that to? Guys know what they're doing, um, being ready for, for, their, for their time when it was, when it was uh, their time. And we, we preached that all week in practice, understand the gunner wouldn't be available. Um, all fall camp, guys are getting reps. And so it just speaks to, to Fessy getting them ready, them taking his coaching, and then you know, just being on the same page together. Um, that was one of my favorite parts of tonight was, was the young receiver stepping in and making plays on third downs, uh, making big plays for us, and then keeping drives alive. I was very proud of those guys. But... I knew they would be able to do that. I was confident in that, and I know they were confident in themselves. Hey, you're going to get opportunities versus Baylor as well. Get ready. Yeah. That that experience versus USF for Braden Cosper, Chase Roberts, Keanu Hill, Terrence Fall, yeah, all these guys. Going to pay off. It better pay off for you. You got no choice. Got no choice right now. <laughs> better get ready for it because <laughs> – you very well could get uh, another opportunity. Cody Epps also four receptions, twenty six yards. Isaac Rex had two receptions, twenty three yards. Everyone getting getting an opportunity. Miles Davis had a reception for eleven yards. Mason Wake three receptions, nine yards. So, lots of targets out there. Moving on, Jared Hall. What uh, what contributed to the energy you guys brought to this game? Yeah, we we're very excited to play. Very excited to be out here. Just a lot of talk about the, all the stuff going against us, the weather and some other things. I think it fired, it up, fired us up and got us you know, really going and energized. But then when you make plays, you just build off of that. And so we did a good job of making plays quick. We pushed the tempo, um, you know, kept the defense out of the loop. They were, they were getting flustered. They couldn't get lined up quick enough. And so we just kept using that against them, um, just going with our basic stuff that we do every day in practice and um, just kind of rolled through it the first half. Just rolled, baby, with that energy bring the energy give us your perspective on how far you have come since your first start at usf in 2019 to now the initial start i watched the game before this game just to to see my young self the way i've grown and i'm really just allowing the game to come to me but not not having to fill it out per se i feel like today we started fast and we were able to throw the ball a lot early Um, simple simple plays get the ball in our guys hands and, and that's what i didn't do great at in 2019 and so years of experience you learn that quarterback's only as good as his, you know, the guys around him, and we have a lot of good guys around me, and so I just had to get them the ball, um, so that was one thing I really wanted to do good tonight, was just make sure I can get them the ball, keep us ahead of the chains, um, and that's something I feel like over the years I've been able to learn, just allow that to come to me, and it feels good, it feels good to have 12 guys, I think you said, that, that catch the ball, um, you can do a lot when you have that many playmakers. Quarterback, it's all about distribution, baby, uh, give it to your playmakers, let them make plays. What is the potential for Chris Brooks in this offense? Sky's the limit, man. Uh, Chris is such a versatile player. And then you add Peeney to the mix, who was right there with him. I mean, that's a, the one-two combo right there with those guys. And so you have that, you know, combined with the offensive line that we have and the depth at O-line. Um, you, you end up with a night of 130 yards for one guy and 300-something yards for the whole team rushing. So, um, yeah.
Christopher Brooks. I think I think Dave Aranda in his press conference earlier today stated that in essence they just have another Tyler Algier that's stepping up. Mm-hmm. And Chris Brooks looked really good in his debut. So is he the same as Tyler? No, but there's definitely some similarities and and uh in in their productivity, their vision. Different styles of runners, I think. Tyler Algier, very, very patient. Mm-hmm. Um, explosive past the second level. Christopher Brooks showing off his speed. I don't think he's as fast as uh, as Tyler. I could be wrong, though, after, you know, top-end speed. Ty- Tyler's fast with pads on, man. He just is. Game, and Chris looks good, speed, too. Game speed is different. Tyler yeah. has game speed, man. Yeah, he has really – I mean, he didn't showcase at the combine what he's capable of. Uh, you know, no, I say this respectfully. I'm – Truly, respectfully, mm-hmm. you in, in my experience, he just had some bad training. I'm not saying the person that trained him bad, but whatever program, because that doesn't. That, it's hard to look at film like his, and then look at this time and be like, "What?" Like that, that's confusing, you know. So usually there's something off there, but I I think, like you said, the the explosiveness, you know, Tyler definitely. I think I think uh um you know Chris he could be uh the same speed as Tyler but it takes him a minute to get to get up there. You know what I mean? It takes him a while to get up to that top end speed which is Tyler could, you know, plant his foot in the ground and boom, you know, get at that top end speed much faster. Where do you think this offense needs to improve the most with Baylor coming up on Saturday, Jaron? Yeah, we got to take advantage in the red zone. I had a, an error, an errant throw, and a bad read. Um, it cost us a potential, you know, seven points there. So I think just when we're when we cross the 50-yard line, we got to be in, in attack mode and score. We got to be better. So um, we had a couple times where we, we left some points on the board. Obviously, um, it's it's nice to have Jake, such a great kicker. But if we can keep him off the field the most we can, that would be great. Um, score as many touchdowns as we can. So I think that's one thing we got to focus on. As I mentioned. That was uh, as much on Aaron Roderick as it was on Jared Hall as far as the scheme was concerned in the red zone, the route combination. I went back and looked at it. It was Dallin Holker and Keanu Hill in a somewhat offset stack formation uh, to to the field. And then Chase Roberts was extended to the, the boundary on the right-hand side. So uh, they did a switch release. Dallin ended up was on the inside Kiana was on the outside just slightly stacked and uh so a switch release Dallin ended up running a dig and Keanu Hill ended up running a kind of an over route ended up about a yard or two into the end zone and uh and then Chase ran a fade route the backside short side weak side safety didn't honor the fade route sat kept eyes on quarterback watched him go through his reads uh, which was from Dallin to Keanu. Mm-hmm. Never looked, you know, never got to chase. Um, it would have been nice to flip around, look Dallin. You know that that over is going to develop. You know, maybe look quick to to chase, but that's not the the progression of the route. It's 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 one to two, and then you come finally to the the fade. So you'd have to switch that up. But when you're in the red zone, maybe you switch that up, or you change the route and you run a post, and he's just a clear out route. And he's just, or a pick player, just runs straight at that safety and then put on the brakes five yards into the end zone and just sit and then come back to the football. But he's out of the play. He's already out of the play with a fade. 
already out of the play with the fade. Just run straight at that that safety. You just got to call him and play at this point. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. I mean, you, you see, you play. see plenty of clear out routes like that, and it doesn't have to be a fade. You can clear out a route by running straight at a at a safety. You well, can, yeah, yeah. Uh, but 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 a but a or fa- you can go fade, post corner a, or, or post. But a fade isn't really gonna. Well, never mind. It will when there's field there. Yeah, and if, if the if the safety has to honor it with his back pedal and gain depth. Okay? Yeah, there's yeah, there's a lot, there's a there's a lot of scenarios that could take place, you know, based off of, you know. Yeah, there's a lot of moving parts. Moving on, Jared Hall. Is the feeling of this team more celebratory? Do you feel like there's more work to do? Yeah, I mean, mean, college football is so hard to win. Teams are so good. These guys, USF, I have all the respect in the world for them, talking to them after the way they played. uh, They didn't give up again, and we, we knew they wouldn't. Um, so many studs on that team, guys that I highly respect and have played against for years. I met a handful that were still there, and we talked about that. So um, to get a win in college football, you're going you're to cherish that. So we're definitely going to celebrate that. We're not going to be down because we didn't score X amount of points more than we did. Um, we're going to be grateful and humble for the opportunity to win a game, um, but then obviously you know, realize that there's some things we can fix, and, and we'll see that on the plane tonight when we watch film. That's my quarterback. <laughs> Articulate smart. Just his perspective is uh, is mature, and BYU is blessed to have Jared Hall as their QB one, very nice. special player in many ways. So shout out to to Jared with that perspective. You must be celebratory. You must celebrate these wins. You must enjoy that and be in the moment there. And then, yeah, evaluate where you can improve. But you must celebrate first, and you must. Uh, cherish those moments because, man, it's difficult to win football games. It ain't easy. And USF, in my opinion, agree or disagree, USF will be bowl eligible at the end of the season. I mean, BYU smoked them good. Man, I don't – nope, they won't be. Okay, he says no, I say yes. Tell me why you don't feel that way. Man, they, like – I think I think they have a talent issue. I don't think they have a scheme or assignments. You know what I mean? Like at the end of the day, they just got their butts whooped. Like they just it it reminded me of Baylor last year with BYU, right? It's like you know what we're 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 assignment sound. But just because you assignment sound don't mean you about to win a game. You know what I mean? Like I can still know my assignments, be on top of my my my. Uh, um, you know my what what I need to do right like my job, but I'm in the right place right I'm I'm I have the right leverage I'm in a position to execute, but at the end of the day, that receiver that I'm guarding if he's faster than me he's bigger than me he's just more talented than me he's gonna win yeah and that's what I saw you know and so when you compare the two scenarios of BYU versus Baylor last year. We were hanging around, you know what I mean? It's like it's like in that that boxing match. It's like this dude just keep getting knocked out, but keep coming back. And it's like, okay, okay, you hanging with us? You, like, you know, you're not on our level, but you hanging with us? Like, you you there? This game with BYU in South Florida is like, yeah, I'm really not on our level in no way, shape, or form, like at all. There was plenty of opportunities for them to execute balls bouncing off their arms, draw passes offensively. Uh, defensively, they weren't able to stymie, slow down. Uh, they got their butts whooped on defense. 
and those two three drop balls was not gonna make a difference. Yeah, but it would have been closer. You, no way, no way. Is BYU a top twenty team this year? They're twenty first right now in the AP poll. Yeah, they are. So I mean, you, I'm not saying USF is a top twenty five team. I'm saying are they bowl eligible by the end of the season? There's no. a huge expanse between. No, I don't think so. Okay, this is their schedule. Next up for them, Howard Bison. Okay, they get a dub there. Florida, probably an L. They go probably. <laughs> we'll see. Come on, man, stop playing to yourself. Hey, don't hey lie to yourself. It's Florida, man. Florida. Next, next, next game. Louisville, East Carolina, Cincinnati, Tulane, Green Wave, Houston, Temple, SMU, They'll be Tulsa, two, then maybe UCF. Maybe. Okay. It's not an Tulane. easy schedule. That's they're not going. They're not going bowling. You did right. They're not going bowling. I, 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 sorry, see, I see five wins. I'm gonna. You see I'm five gonna, wins. How I many? You, how wins. many do you need to go bowling, Ben? I see five many, wins and maybe need, a toss up in a rivalry game. How many do you need to go bowling? UCF, Gus Malzahn. You it's a rivalry six. game. Tell the people you need six. Eight. I see five wins. But you need six to go to go bowling. I see five wins, which means they're not going bowling. Get it? You're gonna. It's gonna. It's a fifty-fifty ordeal. USF versus UCF. Do you know? You know how that 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 rivalry game is gone. This is a very competitive rivalry I, game. Yeah, I'll give you that because rivalry. Anything can happen in rivalry game. I, I, That's I'm, what I'm saying. I, I'm the first person to, to say if they're five wins and their final game is UCF and it's to get bowl eligible. Okay, what's the five wins? Give me the five wins. Oh, I got you. I got you. Howard, right? Okay. So Howard, yeah. I'm gonna say Tulane. Yep, I'll number give you that, two for sure, easily. Temple? Th- no, nah, I don't know about that one. Temple? Temple. I don't know about that one. They got Temple. That's three wins. SMU. They're beating SMU. Nah. That's four wins. They're not beating it's SMU. in Tampa. They're not beating. SMU. It's in Tampa. They take ben, on they Tulsa. Not- SMU. They're gonna beat them. They're what? Gonna- they're getting five. They're getting five. I'll wins. give you my. Pinky toe. If they beat <laughs> only SMU. right now, SMU. You are. What are you on? USF football will be bowl eligible by the end of the season. Only thirty eight point five percent saying yes. We're gonna see, man. What are we betting? What are we betting? Cougar tail. Man, what are let's, we doing? okay. Let's, let's do this. Let's do. Let's do, let's do a cougar tail for okay. the, uh, the every home game. A cougar tail every home game no, for two thousand twenty for two thousand twenty three. I'm not gonna be. That's too much. That's way too much administrative work. What, do I got to, like, Venmo you? Like, every, I don't even know what that word means. Like, Look, I don't want to have simple. to worry about, you know, buying you a cougar tail every that's, day. That's what you get for losing. What you mean? Like, you I, got, I, I'm going to need you one, to. One, nah. like, I'd rather say I'll give you $100 than, like, every every game I got to buy you a cougar tail. I'm going to okay, forget. Ben, let's do that. I got CTE, man. Okay, $100. $100 every game. Well, I would rather do That's like, let's do like every home game. Let's do like a lunch. Let's do like Roos Chris or something. Okay, like let's that. do this. Let's do dinner. A nice dinner, I, and, uh, and you choose I, what dinner. Well, it's, it's, uh, you get to choose okay. the dinner. Okay, okay, right, we'll do that. All right, and I'm bringing two girlfriends. You can't bring two girlfriends. <laughs> you can't. Can I bring one? I'll bring my wife and my kid then. <laughs> yeah, I bring one. My kid eats a lot of food, man, and we're getting the we're getting the big kid kids meal. Can I bring one girlfriend? Then? <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're, we're going double date. Double date. Okay, cool. I'll bring the one that has a kid. So that way it'd be like a triple. <laughs> <laughs> Jared Hall, do you feel like you were prepared coming into this game two time zones away? Yeah, I, th- I think so. It's uh, it just it just speaks to our coaches, their understanding of how to prepare us, um, our strength staff, medical staff, um, 
know, our psychologists, they all prepped us for the weather very well and to a point where we didn't have to think about it. So I give, tip my hat off to them for preparing us the right way. It's something we didn't do in 2019. And so it is very, it's, uh, it's, it's a reassurance to us that we have coaches around us and medical staff around us that know how to, to put us at our best. Love it. Uh, giving credit to everybody, everybody involved. We'll go to break. Cougar Inside Report. On the flip side, that was a reading between the lines segment brought to you by Larry H. Miller, Chevrolet, Jeep, Dodge, and Ram in Provo. All these uh, vehicles can be driven by you. Talk to Curtis Grieve, okay? You always got to know someone there at the uh, at, at the dealership. He's the GM. Talk to my guy. Let him know you listen to ESPN 960, okay? Let him know I sent you. And if he doesn't give you the deal that you deserve, you hit me up. Let me know. I Criddle Benjamin. Uh, you can hit me up, and I will give him a call personally myself to request that ESPN 960 discount. So Larry H. Miller, Chevrolet, Jeep, Dodge, and Ram in Provo. If you're looking for a new or used vehicle, hit up Curtis Grieve down there in Provo. All right, we're going to go to break. Cougar Inside Report. On the flip side, this is Cougar Sports on ESPN 960. You're listening to Cougar Sports with Ben Crittle, and it's time for a Cougar Insider Report. Now let's get that proprietary inside scoop on Cougar Sports from Crittle. Welcome back, Cougar Sports, ESPN 960. This is Cougar Country. I'm Ben Crittle, broadcasting live from our Wasatch Medical Clinic, wasatchmedicalclinic.com studio. Stop living with ED. Live without it today at Wasatch Medical Clinic, wasatchmedicalclinic.com. If you're suffering from erectile dysfunction, choose pulsed wave technology, minimally invasive technology. All you got to do is set up an appointment. Free consultation, education, ultrasound, 801-901-8000, 801-901-8000, Wasatch Medical Clinic, Cambridge Study Approved Technology. That'll get you back in the bedroom on the right foot to do the bad thing. Uh, Contact them today, 801-901-8000, 801-901-8000, Wasatch Medical Clinic, wasatchmedicalclinic.com. All right, a couple other sound bites. Jeff Scott postgame and Tuesday's recap of the game. Uh, this was his opening statement from the postgame after taking it L to BYU. All right, uh, obviously uh, dis- dis- very disappointing uh, performance tonight. Um, really very surprised, quite honestly. Um, sometimes as a coach, you may see some signs during practice that you guys aren't quite locked in or focused. It really was the opposite of that. Uh, I felt like we were prepared. Obviously, uh, we weren't. Uh, congrats, congrats to BYU. It's a very good team out there. Uh, when you play poorly against a very good team, then the result is similar to what happened tonight. And, uh, and we, we just uh, we got a lot of things to fix. It's our first game, a lot of new new uh, parts, and um, you know we got a lot of stuff to uh, look at, to learn from, uh, you know, and, and we will. I'm very confident that our guys will respond the right way. Uh, you know, I told them this game will not define our season; it won't define our team, right? The, how we respond to this will, and uh, you know, everybody's got to take ownership, coaches and players. Uh, everybody had a hand in a very uh, sloppy, very poor performance tonight uh, versus a good team. So uh, I'm confident in the guys in that locker room. I'm confident in our staff uh, that they will respond the right way. And uh, we'll go back uh, to work starting tomorrow. And um, I look forward to, to getting it fixed. I do want to thank uh, our, our fans. I had a great crowd, a great student section, two and a half hours uh, delay, and uh, came out. And, and man, our fans were there. They were ready. 
and I'm just disappointed uh, that, that we weren't ready. And that's my job to get that corrected, and uh, and we will. I, I believe uh, firmly uh, that that group in that locker room will, will uh, do what's required to get it fixed. So um, that's all I can say. Uh, so Jeff Scott was pretty clandestine in his approach versus BYU, not submitting a depth chart to the media or fan base. No one really knew what was going on uh, within the, the walls of the football program, if you will. Any competitive advantage is an advantage. It didn't pay off for him, unfortunately, but just felt that uh, did, he did not prepare them and they did not execute as well as they could have or well, as they should have, especially versus a very good football team in BYU. You can't make those types of mistakes versus a, a great team like BYU because BYU, BYU rarely makes their own mistakes, right? They don't shoot themselves. They haven't been shooting themselves on the foot. There was two scares, one that was uh, the, the potential lateral, Ultimately, that was overturned. And then the interception in the red zone that got away well, from return. And the that's kick what, return. Yeah, yeah, two, yeah, so, three scares. yeah, I guess three scares. But two of them actually being true scares, right. if you will. Uh, Tuesday's recap of the game after watching the film, this was Jeff Scott. Okay. Uh, we followed our uh, post-game process really on Sunday as coaches uh, coming in and evaluating the, the film and, and working through that. There's – Obviously, a lot of stuff to clean up uh, from that game. And then we brought the players in on Monday and uh, spent a lot of time in, in meetings with them, uh, going over the, the corrections, and then had a, a practice uh, Monday. And then uh, today, moving forward, uh, getting ready for Howard. But, you know, really, uh, after watching the film, uh, you know, it's never as good as you think after a win, and it's never as bad as you think when you go back and watch the video. Um, you know, really, there, there's, there's a lot of things, uh, coaching and uh, playing with the coaches and players that need to get cleaned up uh, from the first game. Uh, but ultimately, uh, you know, when you make critical mistakes versus a very good football team like BYU, then it magnifies very quickly. And that's exactly uh, what happened uh, right there in that game. You know, and really, I mean, there's 130 plays in that game. And uh, you just look at five of them that really stood out. Um, you know, obviously the first play of the game, uh, we, we don't have the right alignment out there on the edge. And then, uh, and then our safety has got to be able to make the ta tackle, at least keep it at a gain of 12 and, and play uh, the next play. Uh, so we gave up a, a touchdown right there on the first play. Um, you come back uh, later on on offense, and then uh, we're throwing a screen to the running back, and it's 100% on the wide receivers. we got two guys to block one. He goes right in between both of them, and we got pick six. And then we go back on defense, and uh, we were late getting lined up, which was a problem all night. We're late getting lined up, and our uh, field corner gets the wrong signal or doesn't get the signal, and it's an easy touchdown, uh, bust, uh, coverage touchdown. So that's seven more points. So that's 21. Then the fourth play, we snap the, the uh, uh, punt snap over the punter's head for a safety. Uh, so that's two more points. And then late in the game, our second to last drive offensively, we had moved it down and getting ready to score for maybe the second drive in a row. And then fourth and five, we've got a play that's there and we just don't connect between the quarterback and, and receiver for, for seven points. So those five plays are 30 points, right? And of course, there's a lot more plays and a lot more uh, mistakes and stuff to correct, but that just shows you when you come back and watch the tape that the margin for error is, is very, very small and uh, ultimately, you know, um, you know, I didn't feel like uh, we did a great job as coaches. There were some things that BYU got to give them credit. Uh, they hadn't really been a tempo team on offense in the past, and so we felt like we would be able to, to watch them line up into their formation and then, you know, put the call in. And, uh, you know, that obviously didn't work. We were late with the call, 
And then when the call's late going in, then the players were scrambling, trying to get set, and it really wasn't fair to them on a lot of them. So some of the misalignments was on us for being late with the call coming in, dealing with the tempo. So that's something we'll continue to see tempo because that's on tape. So that's something that we got to work uh, to get the call in quicker. And, and, uh, and then offensively, uh, you know, they did a few things a little bit different. But I think the biggest thing offensively is we were down 28 to zero, uh, and we'd only ran nine plays on offense. And so, I mean, the game is just already, um, you know, in a, in a tough situation, and you never really have a chance to call the game and get in the flow like you would normally want to do. Uh, you're really playing from behind. And, and uh, so a, a lot to learn. Uh, the big message to our players is, um, you know, we, we played poorly, but that doesn't mean that we're a poor football team. That means we played, played poorly in, in that game. And uh, I have full confidence that we're a much better team uh, that played on Saturday. And uh, it'll be our job this week as coaches and players uh, to correct those mistakes, to be able to show that on the field uh, Saturday night. And that's exactly what we'll do. Jeff Scott, head coach, any, any takeaways from that, uh, that commentary, that soundbite? I was shaking my head in the, in the beginning, like kind of in the middle of what he was saying in regards to the five plays. I don't know. I think he may be trying to tell his, you know, shed some, or be a little bit uh, encouraging, right? And say, look, we look, you know, this this, this five plays that, and that's thirty points, but yeah. And I get it how he has to say it, but at the end of the day, man, them five plays was you still gonna lose? You still about to lose, man? You still gonna lose? Yeah, but you you, you put it into that perspective, and it maybe is a spin. A positive spin. Yeah, he did a really good job. Why? It's probably why he's the head coach, right? Like you, you're the face. You know, damage control, all that stuff. So it's really good. It's a great positive spin. But at the end of the day, you know, when at the end he said, "Look, we were down 28 points and and we only ran nine plays." Like those five, pl- like you can't sit here and say, you know, there were specific plays in the game that led to the loss when you only had nine plays. You know, at the at the point of being twenty eight to zero, that shows domination to me. Yeah, that doesn't that does not show, a, you know, missed assignments. Mm-hmm. It doesn't show guys being in the wrong position, not getting the right call. That doesn't show that. That shows that I'm on a different. I'm on this team. My opponent is on another level, and it's okay. Sometimes you, you know what? Not all men were created equal. You know what I'm saying? We should we should we should treat all men you know men but not all men were created exactly well, it's not that case not the you case. Darwinism you into that uh nope I'm a Christian <laughs> <laughs> the Darwinism I'm a, I'm that, a, it's natural selection I'm appalled no it's uh, not creationism or it's uh, not it, it's not uh, evolution oh my bad <laughs> I mean there is elements I guess of evolution so wait, in Darwinism so what's Dar- but natural what's, selection what's that mean? where the biggest, strongest, fastest survive. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Easy. Yeah, that's not. Yeah, yeah. I, I. Not all elements of maybe Darwinism, but some of the 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 other tenets of it. I mean, you that, said natural. Not all men are created equal. We're not like I'm taller. I'm you're taller than me. Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. I'm faster than you. But oh, hey, hey, maybe. Right now, yes. Back th- it, whenever. At the time, we both started walking up the last night. You. Uh, you know, it is what it is. It is what it is. You know yeah, what I'm saying? So, so yeah. So, so like, I think at, at times, look, this is a good example. Instead of doing that, and again, this is obviously him talking to the media, but at times, you have to understand that, you know, the man that lined up against me was just better than me. Mm-hmm. You know? And and 
a good example is, is Deion Sanders. You know, they asked him, you know, from his success he had last year, that they started asking him in the offseason, like, yo, when are you going to take down Florida State? Why don't you schedule in these, these power five schools? He's like, look, I'm not putting my kid, my program's not ready for that. Yeah. I'm not about to be, to, to make a whole bunch of money, go make it, go take a trip, make millions of dollars to get my butt whooped. My yeah. kids aren't ready for that. I'm yeah, not, yeah. I don't want to preach that to the, and yeah. what he's saying is what I'm saying. Sometimes, the man, your opponent is just naturally better than you. No matter what you do, how much you prepare, whatever the case is, like they're just gonna be better than you. It is what it is. Obviously, again, he can't say that. He can't, especially the media. You know, uh, unless he wanted to have a real talk and be like, "Look, they're just better than us. I'm not scheduling an opponent like that moving forward. As long as I'm the head coach here, I think that's more respectable than like you know that one play on the fourth line and me 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 like." I'm like, come on. I saw him shaking my head halfway through. I'm like, come on, man. Yeah, but. Why are you lying? I just don't like, I just don't, I don't know. I'm man, the different. players don't react all that well to negative. That's not negative, though. Days. That's not negative. That is. No, it's not. Any criticisms, negative. That's not negative. You sure? Look, man, look, it was hard for me, you know, I, it's still hard for me to this day. It's been like 10 years, Florida State, home. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I used to say, look, we don't talk about that game. But, yeah, yeah. you know, I, it, <laughs> I used to say that. I, I'm slowly starting not to say yeah, it. yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and, and at the end of the day, it's like you, I would, you know, there's nothing I could do. There's nothing I could do. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And you could have punched him like right in the I nuts. mean, I could have got like a couple when more. They, when they, then they elevated, like he's taller than you. Look, he's man, like, he's I could have like right. I could have got five more PIs than I already, on top you know of I mean? my already just five just PIs I had. PIs, bro. <laughs> just hold them on. You know what I mean? You, you know, I mean. Just punch him in the stomach. Go Louis Lapoaho on him. You could have done something. I, when I should have did. I should have had a loser's limp. I should have said, I should have cramped. No, 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 man. Do like, <laughs> that roundhouse, do that roundhouse, like, uh, that roundhouse kick and take the legs out. Could have done something like I, that. I, I could have. Got creative. I could have, yeah, I should have. I was, I'm more, I'm much more innovative now than I was back now then. Now you're starting to think about all the things. No, yeah. Sorry, <laughs> all right, we got to go to break. Dick Harmon <laughs> coming up next. That's your Cougar Inside Report brought to you by Wasatch Medical Clinic. WasatchMedicalClinic.com, 801-901-8000. That's 801-901-8000. Wasatch Medical Clinic, WasatchMedicalClinic.com. Dick Harmon with a Cougar Beat coming up next. This is Cougar Sports on ESPN 960.